Welcome to the Real Estate Fight Club, a podcast for agents where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for agents to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Mertland and Monica Weekly. Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Fight Club. What is up, Jay Marta? Ready to fight you. You ready for a black eye? Oh, yeah. I don't want to break a nail. I'm not going to give you a black eye. This one's more going to be like a two by four upside your head. (laughs) Wow. That escalated quickly, didn't it? It sure did. I'm scared of you. I'm sorry. I'm scared of me, but really they should be scared of you. You're a wolf. I would never hurt you. Intentionally. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we love that you're joining us here today. Thanks for subscribing and sharing uh, to podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts. We love you guys. So today, Jen and I are going to duke it out over this question. Should you encourage your buyers to get an inspection on new construction? Should you encourage your buyers to get an inspection on new construction? Well, I feel like this is a loaded question because you worked for a builder, yes? Yes. Oh! I carry some weight. I don't know. This is being recorded. Yeah, I hope he never hears this. No, I would say this no matter what. My answer is yes, you should. That just because it's newly built does not mean mistakes aren't made. It's part of an education process about the house. It's still 400, 500, 600, 300, 700, a million thousand dollars. A million thousand. Monica's good at math. (laughs) I love it when little kids make up little like numbers like that. (laughs) And that just came out of my mouth. I don't know how that happened. A million thousand dollars. So the answer is yes, because humans are working on the house. But people, I mean, the, their are, builders are pulling permits and the contractors are pulling permits and stuff. So, I mean. Yeah, they're pulling permits on a lot of things like the electric and the plumbing and maybe an overall set of eyes from a from a, a county worker. But that person is not trained like a whole house inspector is. I don't think a lot of whole house inspectors are trained. Well, they are. A lot of them are. They're mo- they many of them are not even licensed. They might be trained through the field and their experience. Just like real estate agents are trained and the average is four houses a year. <laughs> yeah. I know. We know, we know. You want to blow it up. Okay, we got that part. You want to blow up inspectors too? Everything, the whole thing oh, and lending okay. and title. I just don't think thing. you can say to a buyer, you don't need to get an inspection. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. I think having a, it's just like a real estate agent, having a bad inspector won't do you any good, right? Mm -hmm. Just like having a bad real estate agent does no good. Mm -hmm. Having a good inspector makes sense. Having a good real estate agent makes sense. Mm -hmm. I also think that the buyers should not solely rely on the inspector if they decide to get one or solely rely on the builder. They need to be there regularly looking and seeing what's going on and understand what's going on. What if the buyer is not trained to analyze pre-drywall is something I always recommend, pre-drywall inspection, right? So that the inspector can see what's going on 
before it's all covered up. And then you might choose to do radon tests, which if you're going to be spending time in the basement, might be something or is of interest to you. You could do air quality. Like there's all kinds of things you could have a roofer look at the roof. Just because a builder did it doesn't mean that it's good. I agree. It's hard for me to argue with you on this. And I want to argue with you so bad because I just really like (laughs) arguing. I don't care the topic. But you know, like in your heart, it's the right thing to do. (laughs) I do. (laughs) That's okay. That's okay. I like that you can try to argue the point because we get good facts out of that. But But, okay. So then let's talk about I think, yeah, so we have to, I mean, I think we're both agreeing, yes, there should be a good inspector that takes a look at the house because that inspector represents the buyer and is protecting the investment of the buyer, right? right? Right. So you're saying pre-drywall and after? Yeah, you can do, you know, a final look or pre-drywall only maybe. I mean, it just depends on what your comfort level is and what your concerns are. I don't know if inspectors have a new construction product that they have, like a service where, yes, we come out at this point and then we come out at this point. I don't know either. The only ones, it's just been normal. It hasn't been anything different. Mm -hmm. And then they'll usually charge, like you don't pay for like a full inspection pre-drywall and a full inspection during the walkthrough, right? But usually like how I've seen it before is before the walk, the final walkthrough with the builder, the inspector does their thing and the punch list is given. So then the builder has time to make the fixes because you're doing the final walkthrough and you're marking everything that's wrong. Well, you want the fixes to be fixed by that time. So then you're just worried about paint and stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. I've had concrete issues pre-close. I've seen wiring issues pre-close. Wiring issues? Mm-hmm. How did that get past permits? That's the whole point. That's the whole point. You just, you can't be careful enough. I, I think, think that if you're spending a million dollars on a house, a couple of thousand dollars worth of inspections seems like a good investment to me. Agreed. Agreed. It's hard for me to argue a good investment. And even though I'm not like an insurance person, this, fe- like to the everyday normal buyer, this feels right. Yeah, I agree. And I think it does depend on who your buyer is though, right? It depends on yeah. where are they new to this process? Were they a builder? Like, were they a builder yeah. before? Like, who are they? And then yeah. what, like you said, what's their comfort level? I totally agree with that. I think also this isn't true for every builder because there are some very responsive builders. But if you wait until after you close, Getting a hold of somebody to come back out and correct things yes. is so much harder versus... You, you have a lot more leeway when you, they don't have the money. That's right. That's right. So if there's no other reason than that is just to make sure you get all the things you want handled prior to close. Right. So I think when we come back, we're going to want to hear a story or two, Monica. Okay, sure. Let's do okay. it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Let's take a break, hear a word from our favorite partners. And if you're an agent and you want to find out how to partner with Monica and I to help you grow your business so you can make a lot more money and have more free time without giving up a single penny or paying us any commission, call or text to schedule a combo at five. I'm giving and give it to you. Let's go. 513-400-1691. 
All right, we'll be right back. Are you struggling with what is the ideal path for you? What's next for you? There's so many options to try to figure out and there's so many different ways that you can take your business, but it's all pretty confusing. So our coach, Coach John Kitchens, came up with a short little quiz that will help you figure out the ideal path for you. Go to realestatecareeraccelerator.com, take the free short quiz and figure out your ideal path. That's realestatecareeraccelerator.com. If you're like me, then what you need right now is great leads. My number one lead source is a marketing engine called Pipeline Pro Tools. So we've hooked up with them to give you the playbook that I'm using that has generated over 12 leads in the last 90 days. So go to pipelineprotools.com slash fight club book a quick demo so that they can help you figure out how many leads you will need in order to get the business that you're looking for. And then they will give you the playbook that I've been using for free. Again, that's pipelineprotools.com slash fight club. Welcome back to the battle inside of the ring. Today, we are talking about new construction inspections and how critical they are. (laughs) And how, yes, you should be recommending them to your client because you have a fiduciary responsibility through the process to make sure they are getting what they pay for. This could actually be a good video too. If you're looking for video content for your clients, interviewing the inspector and talking about this could be a good... Yeah. Yeah. And our our tiebreaker has some good info too. But Monica, what we want to hear is... Tell us a story. Story. One that stands out to me is there was like, a concrete patio, like a pad out the back of the house. And it poured rain, it poured rain. And when we went in, unfortunately, the basement had been partially finished. The water was pooling at the back door and had seeped in and it was already, there was already water in the basement. So Uh that's obvious one that didn't really need an inspection. However, if it hadn't rained, there is no way we visually would have. How would the inspector have known? Because they run hoses. They like, they will check for grading. And I've had inspectors run hoses to see if the water is standing by the house or running away from it. If they suspect something. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. CSI. You know how like always they see like one okay. hair from a mile away and they like zero yeah. in like dot, dot, dot. dot, dot, dot. So that really happened because I think we would have missed it. There was nothing telling us there was a problem back there. Interesting. Now, granted, it would have been probably handled by the builder had it happened after you know they moved in. But no, but it's just better to know ahead of time. Yeah, Why not? Totally. I'm trying right. to what else? Gosh, it's been a long time. That's the one that stands out to me because we just got really lucky that it rained that day. We were closing in like a week. Wow. Um, yeah. So that was good. I can't remember any of <laughs> Well, if you have a story that you want to share with us, definitely put it on, put it in the comments. I want to hear some good stories. You need to hear. Yes, because your good story will help somebody remember to recommend this to a buyer. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Not much of a battle today, but I... Ha- I tried. I, that, I just couldn't. Uh, no, you couldn't. Because you knew I was right. <laughs> ah, I love it. All right. You guys agree? We really do want to know. If you, like like Jen said, if you have stories, if you have an example, 
If you disagree and you just think it's a big waste of money, let us know that as well. All right, go to our Facebook page, which is Real Estate Fight Club Podcast, or you can go to our Instagram or, I mean, TikTok, TikTok, YouTube. YouTube. You can also just reach out to Jen and I directly. Love to hear from you. All right. Thanks, Monica. See you next time. Bye. All right. I'm here with our tiebreaker, Brandon Thompson. He is the broker owner of STR Wealth Brokers out of North Georgia, Metro Atlanta. Hi, Brandon. Hey, how are you today? Good. I'm glad you could be on. So just for some background, you've been in all areas of life in real estate over your last 20 years, from wholesaling, to investing, to regular residential real estate, to flipping, to short-term rentals, long-term rentals. Did I miss anything? No, other than I was like the number one real estate agent for ERA for three years consecutively in nice. uh, 2004 to 2007. <laughs> oh, those are crashed. good years. Good yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but your tiebreaker question, I say all of that to say you have a lot of experience. So yeah. you are great for this question. Should your buyer get an inspection on their new construction home? That is a good question. Yes, I, I believe that they should. I had an incident probably about seven years ago. I've been retired from a traditional agent for the last two years. And I've just kind of managed my brokerage mm-hmm. over the last two years. So I haven't practiced in a little while, but about seven years ago, I had an experience with someone who was building a new construction home in a uh, one of those neighborhoods that didn't get fully developed and built on from the 2008 recession. And he built a property and it passed with the CO and, and things like that. Okay. But the buyer bought it and didn't have an inspection and then all hell went loose and and I can expand on that if you want, but uh, it. it was really, really bad. Yeah. So this this poor lady, I thought I was going to get sued, <laughs> but this poor lady bought this house. And of course, I didn't know anything. We were just representing the seller on a one-off kind of spec build. Okay. Uh, we did a couple of them in this community afterwards. And so she had an agent or she didn't have an agent? She had an agent and they did not do an inspection. I didn't represent her. We represented the seller. Unfortunately, I didn't realize it at the time, but the seller was kind of a schmutz, if that's a word. <laughs> but uh, it is now. Yeah, he, he was building a really, really poorly built products and he was hiding stuff in the property. We didn't know what? that at the time. But um, it passed all the permits and it passed everything. Just because something passes permits, it, that could be loose and regarding whichever municipality and whichever state you are in the entire US here in right. Georgia. They've tightened up in the last several years, but for builders, they're more lax than they are with people who are remodeling houses for whatever reason. So with builders here... That seems weird, right? Yeah, it does. It does. I think they're getting tighter now. I think they have passed some laws that have made it a little more strict. But Mm -hmm. this lady, she had the home flooded. (gasps) She had... It wasn't laid out on the lot correctly. She had a lot of things shifting in the house. Uh, What? weren't installed correctly. A lot of the stuff could have been found out by a home inspection. And uh, she just wanted the home so bad to be in this neighborhood. And this neighborhood was extremely uh, a nice neighborhood. And anyways, I lived in that neighborhood at the time. But this guy came to me because we were like the one kind of running that neighborhood. Right. 350 homes or whatever. One of those planned communities. And he, he contracted with me for like three or four builds. And we represented him on that home. And it was kind of a crap show, honestly. So we, we walked away from that experience and, and feeling really, really bad about this buyer. 
who didn't get an inspection, but I did walk away from representing the seller after realizing the inferior products he built. Right. Um, Cause he, I talked well, to good him about for it. You. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I talked to him about it. He's just like, I don't care. I'm like, well, I don't want to work with an investor like that. He ended up fleeing from the neighborhood because he lived there too. Uh, after he got a bad reputation on these homes and yeah. he ran all the way to Florida somewhere. And unfortunately this guy, um, he put, there was another lot that he had, he was building up on and he, he put a lot of his garbage and disposable trash in the lot. Like you've heard of builders doing over the years, he, he bulldozed it and covered it up. So, I mean, can you imagine the foundation that was sinking under that home? Oh, he was cutting every God. corner at possible to cut uh, down the fees and to make more money. But what do you think is like going through a buyer's head on why they wouldn't get an inspection if they would normally get one on another ho- a different house, like a resale house? Yeah, on a resale house, it's older, uh, whether it's five years old or 50 years old, it's older. So there must be something wrong, right? In their mind, there's got to right. be something. And somebody right. lived here, I need to you know look at that for my own kind of protection. But for a new construction home, they think that everything is regulated right uh, by the cities and municipalities. And sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't. But builders screw up too. And builders may not be getting this thing permitted right and or Mm -hmm. cutting corners. Right. You know, I I bought a new home when my wife and I got married shortly after we got married uh, 20 years ago. And we bought a property and Thankfully, the builder was good, but we had multiple problems. We did have we did have an inspection. We mm-hmm. had a lot of problems uh, worked on. They fixed them for us, and then we bought the property. And there's a few things lingering on in the state of Georgia. The builder has to warrant the property for one year, which mm-hmm. is interesting for sure. But yeah, I think the buyers, to answer your question, they just think that it's a new home. It's not going to happen. And it should be fine. But yeah, and I think like, I mean, I can see why they would think of that, right? But if mm-hmm. an inspection, let's say, is give or take 600 bucks, $600 is worth the not like the safety of knowing that somebody else put their eyes on it. And somebody who knows put their eyes mm-hmm. on it. It's way better than getting into the house and your house sinking, which was how many thousands of dollars worth of damage. Oh my God. Tens or hundreds of thousands. Uh, of yeah. Dollars. At least. Right. Oh and then you're trying to resell it. I mean, it's a total nightmare, right? Yeah. So it's like, why not? Like, right. why not? I mean, we just did a new construction home. I represented the buyers. They did have an inspection, of course. And there were things... I mean, there were probably two pages of things wrong. And not because the builder is bad, but just because that's what happens. It's a house. It's pretty normal, you know? And and then the subs at the GCs, basically the builders are general contractors. They are upheld kind of like we are as realtors with fiduciary duties. They're upheld by ethics too, but a lot of their subs don't care. And maybe the general contractor, the builder, doesn't know that the subs are cutting corners. Right. The builder I represented, I think he knew a lot more than he let <laughs> on to. Like it. But, but uh, hence the, the fleeing. You don't yeah, flee yeah, yeah. from something you're not aware of. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Got a bad reputation quick on that one. He, yeah, I don't, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I don't want to get back out. No, there that's somehow. fine. No, I you get know, it. But, right. Like, but, that's um, it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting. I, I would definitely recommend every realtor, if you're representing a buyer and or even if you're on the seller side, to encourage them to have an inspection to even protect your builder because yeah. you know, there might be something wrong with the property that the builder doesn't know. And then you know, a year later, he or she could get in trouble and, mm-hmm. and have to fix something. And or worst case, in the state of Georgia where I'm at, you have a three-year statute of limitations to pursue right. somebody. You don't want to get sued like two and yeah. a half years later down the road and you've right. already forgot about it, made your money. It protects and everyone. Yeah, it protects everyone. It's better that way. 
Yeah, I like it. Well, you said you've been retired for a couple of years now from traditional real estate. You got your brokerage going on. What else are you working on? Well, I'm on my second brokerage. I sold my first brokerage back in 2014. I sold it to a a friend of mine that I trained up and he was a great salesman. I wasn't really passionate about it at the time because I was investing highly intensely and and I was doing a lot of flipping. So over the years I've done, I retired from flipping last year, but I've done about a about 2,000 flips uh, on and off uh, with a business partner. And outside of that, I, I acquired 100 long-term rentals, mm-hmm. as well as we currently have 25 short-term rentals. So what I'm working on right now is kind of my, my personal branding yeah. and educating realtors and just normal people to, to, to get real estate. Because I think in the near future, give it 20 years from now, the corporations and REITs and hedge funds are going to be owning a lot of real estate in mm-hmm. the U.S., and I don't even think it'll from, take 20 years. Yeah, we're in the American dream is to have home ownership, but right now there's so much money out there from all the quantitative easing over the years with the low interest rates. People have thrown in money and they've been acquiring real estate like crazy. And I've right. I've seen these hedge funds come along and they're putting them on their portfolio and driving rents up. Basically, these hedge funds are taking properties and taking them away from Americans. And now people can't realize the American dream. So, mm-hmm. you know, for your audience, uh, for for realtors. I highly recommend that they go out and invest in themselves while you're investing in others, not only invest in your buyers or sellers and give them the best fiduciary right. duty you can, but also acquire long-term rentals, acquire... Build uh, wealth for yourself. Yeah, build wealth for yourself. Like we all want to have a retirement. So, I mean, I, I think in 20 years... Um, so if people know, want to learn more about how they can invest in real estate or yeah. they're interested in talking to you further... What or they have a referral maybe for one somebody on your team. What is how can they get a hold of you? How can they get into your world? Yeah. Best thing to do is just to reach out to me at Brandon G. Thompson on Instagram. We teach a lot in short term rentals. That's kind of what I'm passionate about right now. Mm-hmm. I also have my brokerage, STR Wealth Brokers. But if you want to reach out to me directly, I'm open to talk to anybody. It's at Brandon G. Thompson on Instagram. I think that's the best way to do it. Okay. And, you know, we're teaching people how to invest in themselves, uh, not just their clients. That's awesome. I appreciate you being our tiebreaker. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Fight Club podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics. 